morning, and uh, thank you for waking up to be here at church this morning. And those of you online, we do recognize you. Thank you for joining us. My name is Huntington, uh, Huntington Muyenje, and I give uh, leadership to the men's ministry. Of all the ministries, I mean, I'm really very happy about these guys. Guys make me happy. We eat a lot together. We're coming to, towards the end of uh, our series on kingdom careers. Jesus speaking in a synagogue in his hometown. Uh, he rises up and reads a passage which we consider to be probably his vision statement. Uh, and, and we believe this is also a mantle he passes on to us. And so we have been dissecting that scripture. It is originally found in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 60, verses 1 and 2, and we will be tracking from there. Shall we pray? My, my God and my King, we, we know that you're here. And you're here with the power to help us. You're here with the power to bless us. You're here with the power to heal us. Let your holy presence overwhelm us this morning. Let your glory overwhelm us this morning. Overwhelm the situations that have been overwhelming us today as you come in. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Amen. Who here was born on the 9th of October, 1962? Okay, it's not about your age, but maybe someone online was, was born on that date. Maybe somebody who will watch later. There's nothing magical about that date that I just said. It is the day my country, Uganda, was declared independent and became a sovereign state from the rule of the British Empire. My mother, who was 22, tells me the story of the jubilations in the streets and how people celebrated. I don't know why, but they did. <laughs> people everywhere dancing and celebrating in response to a proclamation of independence. Our topic today is about a proclamation, even a bigger, nicer, juicier proclamation. This was made by the head of the church, the man, Jesus himself. This is why I'm excited about this message this morning. So our topic today will be about from Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 19, but we will zero in on verse 19. But let's look at the vision that I mentioned at the start. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me to Luke chapter 4, from verse 18 to 19. And I will read. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim, there is the word, good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners 
and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free. And here comes our line for today, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. We want to go into the depth of that line. So the key concepts for our discussion today from the Scripture is going to be to proclaim the year. So it was a year. That's 2,000 years ago, so it's gone. Of the Lord's favor. Proclaim the year and the Lord's favor. So what is a proclamation? Thank you for asking. A public or official announcement dealing with a matter of great importance. A proclamation is an announcement that deals with a matter of great importance. For example, a proclamation of independence, I just mentioned, from our colonial ruler. Some of us really know that very well. Some of you have never had to be under somebody else's rule. There's a proclamation of a baby, a baby born to the member of the British royal family. They do something called a proclamation. And I saw another proclamation of Simba. <laughs> when Mufasa and what's that monkey? Yeah, they rose him up and they proclaim a baby. But no, this is a bigger proclamation. There were other proclamations in the Bible. There was a proclamation when Herod proclaimed a census. And everybody had to go to their home country. Mary, pregnant and poor, with no money, no housing allowance. They had to make the journey. A proclamation requires a response. But before we go to that, what was the message of this great proclamation we want to talk about today? The message was the year of the Lord's favor is here. The Bible says, if you read after that, he closed his Bible and said, these words I just said have been fulfilled today. So what we're reading today, the proclamation we're hearing today, is not just in the future, it is also present today. When he mentions the year, I took time to think about it. Did he say the year? What does that really mean? I would say he meant a dispensation, a short, finite period of time when this is going to be open. The Israelites understood this idea of the year of God's favor as a, a year of, a, of support, of kindness, of generosity, they called it the Jubilee. Every 50 years, money lenders, those days money lenders received land as collateral. That's what property people had. So they would lend your money to do whatever, maybe an illness or for some other thing. And what you do is you give your land. And many poor people would never have enough to pay back. But after, so people were getting poorer and others richer, just like today. And every 50 years, the Lord had put in his system that those who had lent would forgive. 
slaves that had been taken as slaves would be forgiven. It was called the year of Jubilee. So when Jesus says to proclaim the year of favor, the Israelites understood it because they understood what favor means. Forgiveness, support, kindness, approval. In the UK, we had a taste of favor extended during the lockdown. It was called a debt jubilee. Lenders were barred from suing businessmen that could not pay during that period. Landlords could not expel tenants who were not paying. They were protected by a proclamation. It was a limited time of kindness and generosity. It was an opportunity for new beginnings. So when the Lord declares to us today the year of favor, if we can extrapolate it and say this is an opportunity for, life, for us to start again, it doesn't matter what the past has been. Can we start again now? Can we look at things differently now? This is the year of the Lord's favor. God stepping into your difficult situation. God intervening. Paul, in quoting a scripture from Isaiah again, 64.4, he says in 1 Corinthians, and the verse will come up on the screen, in 1 Corinthians 2.9, however, it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. These are the things God has prepared for those who love him. This is for you, and this is for your children. There are examples of God's favor. I will give mine, um, and there are so many. And you probably have a lot of times where you have seen God come into your life, great breaks that you didn't expect. I was about 24, 25. I was, uh, no, older than that, uh, but not too old. I was running a Christian radio station and, uh, in my country, Uganda, and we were really succeeding in reaching especially young people in secondary schools and universities. And one day I received an email, and the email was saying, you have been uh, identified as one of the young influencers who we need to help our grand university's medical school. So medical school, university, Christian radio. Didn't make sense wasn't reasonable. And they said, you have got a, a scholarship to go and study this course. They chose a course for me huh? in the United States, and all fees will be paid. I knew it was a scam. I wrote back and said, scam. Sorry, guys, not me. And I got a call, and it was the professor of the university the other side and said, we have seen your work, and we are serious. To cut the long story short, I did my master's in the U.S., and the stipend was so big, it catered for my pregnant wife, I had a toddler son, and we lived so well that we had savings when we came back, we built a house. (laughs) 
that is favor. And you have a story. If you look back, there are things that you have seen that, no, it wasn't the hand of man. There was nothing you did that made you qualify for that. And we know many stories in the Bible. We know Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was called highly favored. Uh, Luke one twenty eight. Noah was favored and spared from a big flood and, and, and many others. To you, I say, my brother, my sister, about this year of God's favor, this dispensational favor. Jeremiah 29, 11, a verse we speak about all the time. But today, will you take it? Will you hear it from the point of a proclamation? In Africa, we have called, things called vuvuzelas. You guys who watch football, you know vuvuzelas. It is like a vuvuzela sound Jesus is making this morning and he's saying, for I know the plans I have for you, child. Yes, it might be complicated where you are now. It might not make sense, but I alone know the plans I have. Declares, or you could say proclaimed, proclaims the Lord. Plans I have for you are to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope. That's a tomorrow, a better tomorrow and a future. This is what Jesus is proclaiming to us today. So when God laid out the plan of life, he lined up the right people. He's got the right circumstances lined up. The right breaks lined up for you. He has already released his favor over your life. That proclamation is present today. The supernatural opportunities, those divine connections like the one I mentioned about my life. Breaks you need have already been predestined to come across your path. You just need an accident to run into them. That line, Jesus, is what, that's what Jesus is proclaiming to us today. So, I need to thank you, but how do I receive that? Again, thank you for asking. I have three points, and I'll be done. Uh, three ways, I, I believe, Jesus is wanting us to participate in this great message is, is calling us to. Number one, say yes. Every proclamation desires a response. And the response for us is to say yes. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will receive his Holy Spirit. It is his Holy Spirit who will then guide you into that accident with the good bricks. In Acts 2, verse 38, Peter was speaking to a big audience of people after the Holy Spirit had come on the disciples, and he made these remarks after they asked, what should we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the, the Lord our God will call. 
And you might be here listening to us online or watching this later, and you haven't said yes to Jesus. You see, when you say yes to Jesus, what Jesus does, he gives you his Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is this, this, this sensor, this guide, this, this seamer in your heart who will guide you into those good breaks, into the opportunities that God wants you to run into, the Holy Spirit. But it begins with saying yes to Jesus. Yes to Jesus. Now, if you haven't said to Je yes to Jesus, it is simple, and I can lead you in this prayer. You can say this under your breath. You can even say it aloud. Your neighbors won't be too annoyed. Say that Jesus, Lord Jesus, I say yes to you today. Yes to this proclamation of favor on my life. Come, be my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you have just said that prayer, Jesus comes into your life and comes with him the proclamation of favor. So you too now can receive this favor today. I talked about the Holy Spirit as being the one who will guide us, who will guide us into that favor. Because the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God. And so the Holy Spirit will give you the mind of God. I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, if you do not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, ask now. Because the Holy Spirit is so special. He, he takes, he, he kind of communicates to your thought process, your feelings, you get nudges, you get... So, yes to Jesus, it's my first point. The second point, I took too long on that one, but the second will be shorter. Second point is practice listening to this Holy Spirit. Because he will then guide you. So how do we practice listening? How do we practice engaging with the Holy Spirit? Three ways. Reading the Bible or listening to it on your app. It is not, you can't, you can't do it another way. You have to allow the word of God to marinate. You want to put it that way. Your system. Number two, through other people, like you're listening to me now. But you also have other people you listen to online. There's sorts, lots of teachings. Another way you can receive, you can hear what the Lord is saying, receive his word. But also direct nudges. Sometimes you feel, you, you hear things God is talking to you about. Urges, dreams, nudges even. Impressions that the Holy Spirit will put on your heart to lead you into those good breaks. With practice of listening to the Holy Spirit, you learn to distinguish his voice from your very own voice. Finally, take God seriously. Ephesians 3.20 is one of my favorite verses. I don't know whether I ever preach and never talk about it. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask. This is favor, isn't it? Immeasurably more than we ask according to his power that is at work within us. Now, I put that in italics according to his power that is working us because I think it is about how much we allow him to work in us. 
And this morning, let's allow his favor to work extravagantly in us. Let's permit God to take his immeasurably more favor to work inside of us. And as I end, I want to ask us to be intentional about walking in this favor. And walking in his favor will many times clash with our worldviews, with what the world thinks, with reason. It will clash with it. But if you have heard from the Lord through those three ways, if the Lord is speaking to you, do not be distracted by what the whole world says. Walk into what God is guiding you into. If there is a conflict between what God is saying and what the world is saying, determine today to stay on God's side. Faith is a decision to take God at his word. Will you enter that favor today? And will you, after entering into that favor and receiving it, give it away as a kingdom carrier? We carry the kingdom everywhere we go. We carry this favor. We are vessels of holes. We are holy, full of holes, filled so that we can leak. Let's leak the favor of God all the way out around us. Thank you.